to start so, over. Yeah, so make, I don't even need to say what we no. are because it's just the intro. Yeah. Why? Why? Who we are and why we think you would be interested in our podcast. Okay. okay. You, why don't you tell us? Okay. Interested in the podcast. Uh, I'll t- I can handle who I am. All right. Three, two, one. Hi, I'm Danielle Renshaw with Ruffle Willow Floral Design. Sarah Shepard with Burdock Farms Weddings and Events. So, yeah, Danielle and I want you to listen in on our podcast to learn how to have the wedding of your dreams with a budget you can afford. Because sometimes we all get on Pinterest, don't we, Danielle? We do. And and we want it to be inspired by other things other than Pinterest. Although we love Pinterest. We do love Pinterest. So, (laughs) yes. Just listen in to us every week and hear what we have to share with you. Our, we have 45 plus years of experience with yeah. weddings, planning them, designing them, having a wedding venue, catering, cakes, the whole nine yards. So, yeah, we are here to help you. We're uh, what we think are experts in our field and, and we want you to have your dream wedding without having the stress and the worry and being able to budget and afford it. Sounds like a plan. Okay. Okay. Now, you ready to do the podcast part? Yep. And I'm, since they're going to edit all this, I think we can just free range it. Okay. Let's just free range Because they'll tell us, right, if it sucks. Oh, right? yeah, they will. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to another Not Your Pinterest Wedding. And y'all are lucky because today it's going to be just me and Danielle. Your two favorite girls. <laughs> <laughs> Danielle is with Ruffled Willow. Mm -hmm. And Sarah Shepard, she's with Burdock Farms and Events. Yes. So, Danielle, tell us what we're going to be talking about today. Yeah. So, I think we wanted to talk, Valentine's Day just happened literally yesterday. So, I think there's so many people that have gotten engaged here lately. Right. Um, You know, I think they say 80% of people get engaged between Thanksgiving and Valentine's Day. I could believe it. Yeah. So, we thought it was like a great time just to talk about like the first step. What you need to do, who you need to contact, vendors, that kind of thing. Um, not a timeline, but a order of events kind of thing. Yes. I think those kind of things are important. Number one, I think the most important thing is when you get engaged to like take the time to enjoy it. Post on Facebook if you want. Tell your parents. Tell your parents first, then Facebook. But like really enjoy that moment, yes. you know, and give yourself a week before you just jump into planning. That is so true. Of course, because we know most women, we've been planning since we were, right, 10 years old. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. My daughter, I mean, I've yeah. Met very few girls that didn't start thinking about their wedding when they were, yeah. you know, young right. children. So, yeah. Which is always going to change, obviously, because you're going to change with your style and trends and traditions and so it is hard not to just like jump in there because we want to. We want I mean, to. I do. We've been thinking about our whole. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've I'm been like for thirty five years been planning my fortieth wedding anniversary. Yeah. <laughs> Because I want to do all the things that yeah. I didn't do at my wedding at anniversary. Right. Joey and I celebrate our 15, not this year, but next year. And we have not gone anywhere, the two of us, other than like a weekend trip. Yeah. And so that's what I'm planning that. And that's like a year and a half in advance. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, so, yeah. That's good. Yeah, I hope so. That'll be fun. It's the first. We, we I want to go like tropical. Uh-huh. But he doesn't want to go where we couldn't get back into the United States quickly. Okay. So we're going to do the U.S. Virgin Islands. That sounds good to yeah. me. St. Thomas. Yeah. I think. Who knows? That's cool. We haven't looked at pricing yet, so we'll let you know. <laughs> you might want to check out Key West, too. Yeah. We 
we do a gift for our children every year. We don't gift them anything. Mm-hmm. We get them an experience. Yes. Um, this year we went to Universal. Next year we're going to the Everglades in all the national parks. There. Oh, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, my husband's a national park freak. Yeah, we are too. And we do the same thing with our children. So kudos mm-hmm. to you for doing that, Danielle. Yeah, we because have grandparents I'm, that spend all the things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, my kids still talk about fun and funny things that we did as a family on our family trips. Yeah. And do they remember what I got them for Christmas in 2005? No, but they remember a trip that we took at that time yeah where we went and what we did and what we saw yeah so it's i think that trips are really important for families and i have to i know we're getting off track here but way off track (laughs) but that's us that's what you get (laughs) (laughs) the first family trip we took because we were so poor was we went to st louis because a lot of those things in st louis are free free Free. like Mm -hmm. the the um zoo is totally free Mm -hmm. so we were able to afford that that was the first family trip that we took with the kids that's awesome get it yeah That's awesome. Well, I think probably the first thing you need to do is you need to think about what is your priorities as far as your wedding. And I have found that for some brides, it's the venue. It's got to be a certain venue and everything else is going to fall under that. But I also have had brides that came to us with a specific date because it was the photographer was their priority. Yeah. This is the photographer I want. This is who I'm going with. Really, the venue is secondary. So I'm going to find a venue that has that date open because that's the photographer I want. So yeah. Would you say prioritizing? Absolutely. I think you just got to put pen to paper and talk about the things. When I used to do full wedding planning, I would ask, well, give me three adjectives that you want people to describe your wedding. And if they said fun or party or dancing, those kind of things, you knew that their priorities was going to be banned venue and alcohol. Uh-huh. I mean, and sometimes it's food or sometimes it's like, I want it to look like romantic. Then you've got a lot of decor, you know, and I think that's important is what you want people to say about your wedding, how you want to feel on your wedding day. That's important. So I think the first thing you should do is definitely put pen to paper and figure out what's important to you, your priorities, as far as like all your vendors and what you want your wedding day to feel like and look like for you and your groom or fiance. Right. Yeah. That sounds cool. I think the next thing you do is you come up with a guest list and a budget. Yes. That is so important because so many times I always ask what their budget is and I'm not asking to be nosy. I'm not. Yeah. But I really want couples to be totally aware realistic, of the, and realistic was the yeah. word I was looking for about what the cost of a wedding is. I know what my costs are. Right. I know the, a lot of the vendors that I work with, what their costs are. Right. So if you tell me your budget is $6,000 for 200 people, I'm going to tell you, you need to go to your backyard. Yeah. At the tent, maybe. Um, you, you I don't just, even think you can get a tent. Just I don't, throw that out there. Yeah, I know. Because <laughs> when, I mean, when you talk about the tent and the floors and the p- tables and chairs, it's going to be the same Bad as the venue. Bathrooms, electricity generators. generators. Yeah. So that's another episode. We actually have that episode. Go back and listen to that episode. (laughs) Um, But I I really want to know what their budget is so I can see if they're really realistic. Yeah. About what what they can get for what they're willing to spend. Right. I think somewhere also down the line, someone has told you guys that if we ask you your budget, we're going to come in right at it or right under it or right above it. 
That's not the case. No. I know for me as a florist, when I ask you what your budget is, I need to know, is your budget allowing garden roses, peonies, ranunculates, you know, all these luxury flowers? Right. Or do I need to recommend things that are just as beautiful, like carnations and, you know, lilies and things that are less expensive, standard roses instead of garden roses? Our goal is to help you get the dream wedding at a budget you can afford. I mean, I think that's like our podcast goal, but that's our goal too. We want you to be happy. The wedding is not about us. It's about you and knowing your budget can let us direct you into where to go. Yes. Um, You know, as far as venue, like you said, when you go to the venue, your venues, they know a lot of like the pricing for other vendors. So they're, you know, they can definitely help for sure. Yeah. It's a good place to start. Mm-hmm. And I always ask who's paying for the wedding. Is yeah. it is it going to be you two mm-hmm. or are fa- is the, your family helping you? Because I know if family is helping, if something were to happen or occur or last minute, oh, God didn't think about that, mm-hmm. families will jump in and help make up the difference in the right. cost of that wedding. But when a couple tells me that, nope, it's just the two of us. I know there's not going to be much leeway in that budget. More than likely, there's not going to be. Right. So I tried to kind of educate them and help them and prepare them Mm -hmm. so that they don't have sticker shock when they call the florist and decor person or they don't, they call the photographer or they call, you know, because if you want somebody that is reputable and has a professional, that is professional, which is you and I have talked about so many times. There is a cost that goes with that. Yeah, that's true. And and like you said, you know, you can help with all that. So, yeah. yeah. And family, if it is a family member that's helping or family members, you need to have real conversations you with do. them. You because do. Because they, you need to know if, because they are paying, if they want to have a say. Right. Or if they're just okay to, you know, let you have all, all the say. Mm-hmm. All control. It, and it's hard. I think people think when they get engaged, it's all fun and games. And it is. It's so much fun. And you should have fun with it. But you do have to have some hard conversations. You have to ask, you know, parents and step parents and grandparents if they want to contribute, if they want to contribute not only financially, but you know, have a voice in and what the wedding is gonna look like too. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that's like your next step is when you find your budget, talking to the family, see if there's any help with the budget. And then you need to know a, a realistic guest count. And we don't mean you're sending out four hundred invitations, because four hundred invitations can easily mean more than eight hundred people. You need to think about guest count as far as like if you invite one person, are you inviting their spouse or a plus one or their kids and and that kind of thing. And then when you have your realistic guest count, I think you have two options. You can go like two different ways, in my opinion. Jump in anytime, Sarah. I feel like you can either, number one, decide if you want a wedding planner, a full wedding planner, and then you need to hire that person first. If you don't want a full wedding planner and you want like uh, wedding day management or month of planning, then you can go straight to your venue and right. start looking. Right. But you need to decide if you're going to want a wedding planner to help you make these decisions or if you're going to want to try to do it on your own and have like And then come just in hand later. it off. Mm-hmm. Delegate it to somebody. Yeah. 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 And to me, that's the best way to do it. Because then you feel like, well, I did have say yeah. over all of those vendors. I got exactly who I wanted. Right. Nobody pushed me to hire any particular one. Yeah. And then I just delegated it to right. the wedding planner. Yeah. Partial planning is also good too. If you don't, if like, like, I think that's what you're kind of saying is yeah. partial planning. And 
if you really know your wedding planner and trust them, which you should before you even book them, they can also help you with those contracts too, because mm-hmm. contracts are hard nowadays. Mm-hmm. You want to, you know, fine tooth those, make sure that, you know, if something happens that it can be rescheduled or, or that kind of thing. And also a lot of wedding planners do offer discounts for people they work with too. So you, you want to think about all your options. Um, but more than anything, you need to find a wedding planner that you trust and that is reliable and, you know, professional and go to their website, go to their galleries, go to their reviews, that kind of thing. Right. Wedding, wedding planners are a huge part of your day if you choose to go that route. If you don't, totally cool too. Yeah. Um, there's lots of things like venue planners that, you know, work for the venue or wedding day managements and that kind of things that can help you as well. And I'll give you an example. We we do micro weddings, mm-hmm. right? So with a micro wedding, we do everything. Yeah. You show up, you have your event, your leave. Yeah. Yes, we meet with all your vendors so you can talk to the DJ and let them know what music you want. You talk to the caterer, let them know what food you want. Talk to the floral decorator, let them know what kind of flowers you want. Mm-hmm. But that's it. Yeah. And you show up that day and it happens and you leave. And so when I talk to couples who think that's what they want, because it's such a good price, right? it really is a good price. And then they find out they don't have any control. They have a hard time with that. Yeah. And I actually even had a bride tell me that. She goes, the package sounds wonderful, but I don't like that I don't have control. Mm-hmm. And I said, that's fine. I totally get it. Then this package isn't for you. This package isn't yeah. for you. And I, it's okay, you yeah. know? So yeah, yeah you got to figure that out. How much control do you want over it? And how much are you willing to let go? Yeah. I was totally willing to let go with my daughter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> my daughter's wedding. And let a professional take care of everything and suggest things to me. Right. I think that's a... A great point, too. And a lot of venues do have things like that, like micro weddings mm-hmm. or um, all-inclusive things and, and that kind of thing. Yeah. But I, I think it's hard to tell you what to do next because it, it depends on your priorities. Because if your venue's your priority, you need your venue. But if your photographer's your photographer, you know. You right. Got, and the photographers and videographers and florists nowadays book quickly. Yes. Um, it's not like it was where you could just contact your florist three months in advance. So let me ask you ideally, mm-hmm. how many weddings could you do on a, on a Saturday? For me and my team, on one Saturday, we could do three. Okay. Would I like to? Probably not. Okay. <laughs> I'd like to do two or one, but it's doable because we have separate teams. We have three team leaders. So that goes to when you're talking to those vendors, you know, I mean, how many can yeah. you do on a weekend? Right. Will there come a point in time where you're going to stop taking right. a possible client? Mm-hmm. So you need to have those conversations when you are reaching out to maybe yeah. a list of floral designers that you like or caterers yeah. that you like. Right. And you need to ask, you know, if you have a specific florist, say you liked Ruffled Willow, which is my business, and you wanted me personally know that I do all your designs ahead of time. I mean, I have a team that helps me, but the creating is coming from me. It would more or less be who comes and sets up. And those are questions that you need to ask. Like, you know, are are you delegating this to someone else and then you're never going to see me again? Or are you going to still be in the creative process with me and just maybe not see your, that wedding day? I typically try to at least deliver every bouquet because, you know, I don't know. I have a connection, I feel like, with my brides. And that's the whole reason I started Ruffled Willow was to have more of a like a connection and a personal level for wedding day floral. So that's important to me, but it might not be important to other 
people and it might not be important to the client either. You right. know, they might not care at all who right. does it as long right. as it looks pretty. As long you as know? it's done. Yeah. And so. it gets done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you can kind of gauge that. I mean, mm-hmm. I know we're getting a little off topic here, Way. but yep. always. <laughs> it's easy to gauge just through the relationship that we build with that client. Who's going to really want that more one-on-one right. touch than and one that just is like, just you know, do whatever. Just do whatever. Yeah. Well, I mean, and I have an example of a couple that booked me over the phone. Mm-hmm. I didn't meet them until the day of their wedding. Yeah. And yeah, they're okay with that. And they were fine. She never felt the need to reach out to me about anything. She took care of everything. Mm-hmm. You know, her vendors, her photographer, everything. Yeah. They just showed up and they had their wedding and they were ecstatic and they left. And so, you mm-hmm. know. But then you have some that want to be very involved and have more of a relationship with you and talk right. to you every other week or once a month or every week, just depends on who it is. So don't feel like you're bugging them. Don't feel like you're being a nuisance. This is why Danielle yeah. and I went into the business. Absolutely, We want to talk to you as much as you need to talk to us. Yeah. And so you can't feel like... Those details help too. Like, you know, sometimes, you know, if they're important to you, they're probably important to us. You know, there's a, a reason why it's important to you so that we can, you know, help you create that vision. Right. And then when you're in the wedding business, you kind of take it for granted sometimes because mm-hmm. we've done it so many. I mean, I could do a wedding in my sleep. I really Absolutely. could. I know you could, Danielle. Mm-hmm. I just talked to a friend about this. <laughs> it's like we could, we could yes. do it in our sleep. So we take sometimes, I don't say all the time, and I think we catch ourselves, you and I do you take for granted that this is their one big day. Right. Even though we could do it in our sleep. Yes. Those personal attention, those details, they're very important to the people. Returning phone calls, getting back to emails, that's really important. It is. Um, And I think we take sometimes wedding vendors, I'll say we, but I don't think I do it, but (laughs) wedding vendors can take, you know, that for granted that this is one time for them, most most people. If a Couple come to me and they tell me that they have reached out to a, a particular vendor and they still, it's been weeks and they have not heard back from them. Yeah. I tell them to move on mm-hmm. because they obviously don't care enough about their business to get back with you. It's hard. Look, and I work a full time job other than do weddings, but I answer the dang email, even if it's to say, look, I got it. I got your email. <laughs> We're excited. You're you really want to look at us. Mm-hmm. I got to look at my calendar. Give me a couple of days to get back to you. Right. Even if that's all I say to them, they're they're fine. Yeah. They're just they've been acknowledged. I think this is why our family has a hard time with us. They do because <laughs> we're on our phones. We're constantly on our phones. <laughs> we're not playing on our phones. We're updating social media. We're responding to clients. Yes. We're you know changing things on drafts. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. A mom has reached out and asked how long the table are mm-hmm. <laughs> or Danielle has reached out yet again about how long the mantle is <laughs> or what are we doing for our podcast right. next week? <laughs> it's not like we're playing on our phones I promise I know I, I don't even have any games on my phone well I'm not gonna lie I do do you have candy crush uh no I don't that's I, what my mother-in-law likes yeah I've got some other ones that yeah. are kind of silly yeah. yeah my family makes fun but anyway I should probably have some I need a hobby we talk about this all the time I know <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> back to our podcast. I think you also need to start looking at how long each vendor wants to be booked ahead of time. Yes. Because um, we like to be booked a year to six months ahead of time. Are you? Florida. Okay, Florida. so let me ask you, because I know florals change in price. Yeah. Definitely. Oh, it's so hard. Right it's, it's hard for you, mm-hmm. probably more so than for me. 
So like if a bride was to reach out to you, for example, want to get married in 2024, would you tell her to come back? Yep. I would tell her to come back. We only book about a year and a half. Okay, that's interesting. I did not realize that. I didn't used to be like that. And then, yeah, (laughs) we noticed that, you know, when we had a huge price increase last year, some of the weddings, we broke even. Mm -hmm. Um, But that was because of our personal preference. We just don't feel like we should charge a bride more once they get their quote. I agree. Even though there's a clause on there that would allow that. I just didn't think it's right. I wouldn't want someone to do that to me. Right. Um, So there was a couple of weddings that we broke even and we're okay with that. That's because we're ethical. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So I don't now I will not book it more than a year and a half, two years in advance. And even then. I will have that conversation with the client mm-hmm. so they know very much up front, look, prices, prices could, change. could change. They could go down. Like, how great would that be? Right. I don't think that's happening, but yeah. <laughs> it would be great. Mm-hmm. But it is really hard because we are basing on our prices off of like right now. Mm-hmm. I think we've talked about it before. You know, when I call my order into my wholesaler, he's even given me a price as of right now. There could be hurricanes. There could be natural disasters. There could be another COVID influx. And that's all going to change your pricing. I think your florist, your caterer probably feel that the most. Yeah, I would say you're probably right on that. And some caterers don't even take your menu until like two weeks before. Really? Which is crazy. That is. Uh I'd have to know what I was going to Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Food's an important thing to me. Right, me too. (laughs) Me too. I don't know about anybody else, but Mm -hmm. food is important. Yeah. Well, I think it's really important your guest experience too. I know. To me, it's all about, I've told you, the florals and the food. That would be it for me. Mm -hmm. I would have a hard time if I had to replan my wedding. I don't think I gave much thought into a DJ or a band Uh as much as I I would have now. Mm -hmm. I think that's about the only thing I would change about my wedding. Mm -hmm. Other than there's some really cool venues now when I... Didn't get a cool one. (laughs) Or I thought it was cool. It was new when it opened. Yeah. uh, But now it's not. Well, I got married at church and we had a reception in the church hall. I mean, that's what we did in 1982. I got married in a Methodist church. I'm not Methodist. (laughs) But it had a center aisle. I really wanted a center aisle. But yeah. And then we had one at the convention center. Yeah. It was new then. Yeah. But yeah, I do think you ought to reach out to, you know, your vendors, at least get on their radar, give them your date, you know, talk to them about things like that. When do I need to book? How far advanced do I need to book? Now, we do take things that pop up all the time. I mean, we take, if we are available, we'll take a wedding that's the next week, yeah, <laughs> you know, if yeah. we're available. If, uh, and we've the, done that too. Yeah. And most vendors will. Yeah, If absolutely. they're open and they don't have anything going on mm-hmm. and it just works out. The- yeah. But if it's a priority, you better get on that list. I know. <laughs> yeah. I know. Well, I mean, it amazes me how many brides that have been calling me here in the last, you know, two or three weeks. Do you have any October dates? I said October of this year. It's Ladies, hard. gentlemen, whoever. <laughs> if you're, I feel like if you want a May, September, October wedding. Yeah, you're probably looking at next year, if not the year after. Yeah, those are the most popular months around here yes. in Kentucky. Yes. Um, I'm sure they change uh, regionally, but... October and September. I feel like September is even more popular than October sometimes. It just depends on the year. It just depends on the mindset. I really wish people wouldn't give November such a hard time. Yeah. That is really when the leaves change. I know. I know. I love, and I love, it doesn't have to be a Christmas themed wedding. Yeah. But but a winter winter wedding. Mm -hmm. 
I've had some brides just call me crying because they wanted to have a winter wedding and nobody supports that. Yeah. And then I'll send them some pictures from some winter mm-hmm. weddings we've had. Oh, yeah, like the snow one. That yes. We did oh, my God, that was so pretty. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, yeah, it can be beautiful. I said, yes, it can be. Yeah. Yeah. Every season can be pretty. It really can. I mean, we're talking a wedding, people. Yeah. yeah. Weddings aren't going to be ugly. <laughs> no. Not if we're involved. <laughs> <laughs> we're not going to let you have right. a shabby Wedding. Right. Yeah. It is going to be top notch. For sure. <laughs> I, some other things you probably need to think about is wedding dresses. Yes. I, I think you need to at least, what did Kayla say? Six months? Six months. And then, you know, COVID really threw a wrench in that yeah. when you're certain designers. And let me tell you, they all come from China. Just might as well know that. Right. Most of them do. Mm-hmm. And for those of you that don't know this, wedding dresses go on sale in January because they're making room for the new, new inventory. new inventory coming in. Always ask if there is a sale rack or a discontinued rack. Or off or the or rack, a, just where you can buy it off the rack, or a sample. You, yes, mm-hmm. a sample dress. I had a bride that bought a very high-end sample. I couldn't believe it. it was the designer that she got, she sent me pictures. I said, do you know how lucky you are? And yeah. it fit her to a T. That's She's awesome. She's not even going to have to have any... But it's a last-minute wedding. Yeah. And everything's falling into place for her, which is awesome. That's good. But, yeah, there's just some tricks like that, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, when dresses go on sale or give yourself time if you have to have a certain designer and a certain dress. Yeah. Always ask about the sale rack or the sample rack or, Mm -hmm. you know, those kind of things, too. Yeah. 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 So those are important. You, You know, your men's suits are important. Wedding rings, those are, you need to think about those details. When you save the, send out, save the dates in your envelope, I mean, your invitations are also important too. Save the dates, I think, should be six to eight months yes, before. Yes. And then your invitations need to go out six to eight weeks. That's what before. I would say. Mm-hmm. Now, let me ask you about that, Danielle, because I've, I've read a lot about invitations. Yeah. And what do you suggest? I know some couples are like, they've got like five kids and I don't want any of the kids coming. Yeah. How do I keep them from just bringing the kids? Well, Used to when etiquette was a thing. When it was a thing. You could tell by how the The envelope was addressed. addressed. But now if you really do not want children there, you need to have adult only reception or adult only ceremony. You need to put that in plain print. That's okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. I feel like it. I mean, you could put it on. I mean, because, you know, if you are having a black tie and your invitations are a little bit classier, you could maybe put it on your wedding website or just word of mouth kind of thing. Yes. You know the family that's like the Weasleys. So if you're the Weasley family and have all the kids, I mean, <laughs> you maybe tell them. <laughs> but And then they looked at me and they said they're, they're going to be so upset that if they can't bring the children. And I'm like, is it because they don't want to leave their children on yeah. the babysitter now, or they don't trust anybody to leave their children. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, what? what is it? Now, I hired a babysitter for my wedding. That was smart. Uh-huh. And, and very, a lot of clients do that, too, as, as long as your venue will accommodate them. Yeah. You know, I got married at church, so we hired babysitters and they watched them in the preschool room. Oh, that was smart. So, yeah. I didn't want a, like a crying baby at my ceremony. I didn't really care about the reception, but I didn't want it. I don't ceremony. blame you. I would not want a crying baby at my ceremony. We got one anyway. Ceremony. So. <laughs> Somebody snuck one in there on you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can hear it in our video. Yay. <laughs> Which was, I feel like that's God's like, hmm. <laughs> that's what you get. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's hilarious. Yeah. 
I well, think, the balcony at our place lends itself for yeah. children's play area. And I had a couple that did that. And they had smaller tables with mm-hmm. crayons and games yeah. and puzzles and food for the kids up there. Yes. And they hired a babysitter. Perfect. It was perfect. So the kids were all up there. They still felt like they were part of the they event. They could still see their parents. Because they could see what was going on down below. And so that was the most, I thought, cool use. Yeah for that balcony at our venue. But yeah, yeah, that's such a good idea. Hire a babysitter. Yeah. I mean, and you can, you know, you could even reach out to like your local honor society, beta clubs, things like that, and that need those extra points, you know, charitable points. Well, then they asked me, so when you're talking to your cater, in that case, when you have, do you have to count the kids with the cater? cater, Every caterer is different. Yes. Right? Because some offer children's like portions. Yes. You know, but some don't. Some, a body is a body to Mm -hmm. some people. So I would say you need to be sure that you take, if you don't want to pay a per head price. Yeah, you need to know. Or you need to know that from the caterer, if that's going to be the case. So once you find out what the case is, then... Like they brought food for those kids. They yeah. had their own food. Yeah, which they is had smart. Like, like they had Chick Fil A nuggets and yeah, know, chips and stuff like that up there. Yeah, for, which it was. They yeah, thought smart. of everything. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we don't think of yeah. it all those things. Mm-hmm. And you know, I've had brides ask me that. Well, what about kids? How are they counted as far as a cater? I'm like, that's a really good question. Yeah. So so that also leads into like RSVPs and people RSVPing. Yes. One of the biggest tips that I will give anybody is. On your RSVPs, you need to number those on the back that coincides with your guest list. Oh. Because people are going to send those RSVPs back with absolutely no nothing on them. Just a four, like four people. They're not going to say, normally, you know, it has an M and you're supposed to put Mr. and Miss. Right. You know, foster, you know, and number people and they'll just put it back four. Right. You know, and then you don't know who that four is. Mm-hmm. And so you need to take that too. People use invisible ink sometimes to write the numbers or you can just put it, you know, in, That's so cool. in pencil in the back or okay. something. But you, you need to have some kind of list, especially if you're doing a seating chart, but also for your caterer. Mm-hmm. So you know if those four are two adults or four adults or two adults and three kids or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. That didn't add up. That's cool. Three plus two is not four. <laughs> Well, it could be one of those kids as an infant. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go with that. <laughs> but anyway, the invisible This ink. is why she didn't homeschool her children. <laughs> Again. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You do need to like make some kind of list though. So, you know, those RSVPs and then you know who to call when you don't get them back because you're not going to get them back. No, that's true. You aren't. Yeah. I don't know what what has happened that don't people know. don't understand what RSVP means. Mm-mm, I don't know. Or they RSVP yes, and they yeah. really don't show up. Right. And here the couple has spent all that money yeah. on the food, you know. We have a bride together, and I thought her invitations were so cool. She did a QR code. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. All she had to do, she still sent out invitations, yeah. I think. Yeah. And Olivia can tell me if I'm wrong. She sent out invitations, and it had a QR code where you just put it on your phone and, you know, RSVP that way. Oh! How smart. How smart How is she? How smart is that? Yeah. I don't know if she created it, but she's so smart. When I saw her put that on her Instagram, I was like, oh my gosh, that's so smart. That Because mm-hmm. that'll be easy. Hopefully people will do it, you know. Well, they did it for Super Bowl. So, oh, right, did you do it? That's what I was going to say. I looked like an idiot. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> she always said, you just got Russian hacked. <laughs> It's like, yeah, probably, probably. But so did everybody else. Well, apparently the website crashed to so yeah, many people. I'm, I'm sure. like, did they not anticipate yeah. that that would right. happen? 
Right. Mm. No, I did not do it. Danielle. You didn't do it? No, I didn't. I did it. It was crypto. <laughs> Cryptocurrency. Yeah. That's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. But here you go. There was that was great the marketing. Great marketing. Yes. Was that little QR code? Literally took nothing in the middle mm-hmm. of the dang Super Bowl. Yeah. How crazy was I that? Know. I know. I thought a missed opportunity. This is totally off subject. <laughs> a missed opportunity was floral. I hate one eight hundred floral flowers, and because you don't get what you pay for, they so, take a percentage. So talk about that a little yeah, bit about some really of these quickly. online. Yeah, I mean, yeah. bloom in a box, one eight hundred flowers. Yeah. So I, what well, are the cons to that? There's a lot of cons to that. This weekend or this week, I had a huge opportunity and I didn't have my cell phone with me. I went to do the delivery and I dropped off my beautiful arrangement and beside it was a box from 1-800-Flowers, just a box. And in that box, I'm sure, is a vase and flowers that have no water that, you that you're going to have to arrange yourself. Yes. I thought, oh, I wish I could have my camera so I could yes. take a picture. But things like 1-800-Flowers, Ava's Flowers, all those online things, they're called order gatherers. Mm-hmm. And what they do is they take your order, then they're going to take a, I think it's 20%, it could be more than that, and then they're going to call an actual florist sometimes. They're going to say, I placed a $100 order, we're giving you $80 of that order. How can you fill that order to make it look like the $100 order, but it's not? Like you're not getting your value of flowers, number wow. one. Um, Sounds like Grubhub. Yeah. They, don't they take a big or they a DoorDash mm-hmm. or something? Yes, it's very much I've heard like some that. complaints mm-hmm. about them, but anyway. They're taking a percentage yes. of what you purchase. Where, They're the middleman. Yeah. But it's so hard because if you were to Google florist in Nashville right now, probably six or seven of the most ones that come up yeah. are going to be your online gatherers. Interesting. You really have, it makes it hard because you really have to do your research and mm-hmm. make sure they're an actual florist. Mm-hmm. Um, now, 1-800-Flowers, they also will just ship things like in a box. So does the flower company or something like that. I think they ship them in a box. Too. Bloom in a box. Comes Bloom in, in a box. box. Comes in a box. Yep. Your farm girl flowers, they come in a box, you know, so you really just got to do your research to see if it's a local place, but they are taking a huge percentage. Yeah. Whereas if you call it directly, you're getting that full percent of the flowers. And I, I mean, I understand if you're trying to watch. Yeah. But why not try to watch your money with a real live person? Right. Just say, yeah. hey, Danielle, this is my budget. I mean, that's I really can't go over this yeah. budget. How can we make it right. work? And you're supporting a local mm-hmm. business, a local person, a local. F- I mean, it yeah. trickles down. She gets, All the way. Danielle gets her flowers as much as she can when they're growing locally from local growers. So, yeah. yeah. It helps a whole lot of people. It really your, does. In your community, wherever you, yep. you get married. Mm-hmm. So, and, and if online is your thing, a lot of people have online ordering. I mean, we do. You yes. can place your order online, yeah. rufflewillow.com. I mean, we might be one of the only floors that does that here locally, but I'm sure everywhere else there are, you can do that too. But if you even call them and just say, hey, look, I just want to send a little happy something. Yeah. Here's my budget. Can you do something? Yeah. You know, designer's choice is always the way to go because you get what's fresh and what looks the best right. and, you know. And what they have mm-hmm. and what they might have a lot of, but it's yeah. still going to be beautiful. Right. Yeah. You you're know. probably getting more bang for your buck that right. way. But right. Totally off subject. But I do think that that was a missed ad opportunity, yeah. though. Yeah. The Super Bowl being the day after, I mean, Valentine's. the day before Valentine's Day. You know, that's true. Mm-hmm. I hadn't I, thought about I it. I knew I was going to see one. I knew I would see a 1-800 flower. And, and there were none. None. Total missed opportunity. Lots of electric they should fire their marker. They should. <laughs> 
didn't hire me. <laughs> yeah, no, not really. Yeah. There were a lot of electric car though. Ads, yeah, mm-hmm. which was really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like the ads. Uh huh. I always like, like the ads. In the too. Super Bowl halftime show was like, you know, was it I'm a millennial? I think we have like our own generation that they call us. Well, my Same boys, thing. Jackie and Jesse are in my. Yes, they are. Yeah. Yeah. And the boys. Yeah. They're all millennials. Yeah. 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 So it was great. I, I enjoyed about it the boys too. Sometimes. Sorry, okay. a lot of people do. <laughs> They're not you with the grandchild though. I do. I do. Little girl Mina. Yeah, I saw a picture. She was cute. She is cute. Really cute. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> we're all over the place, guys. Did we cover everything? We did. I mean, the biggest thing is prioritize. What is your priority as far as your wedding? Mm-hmm. Is it the venue? Is it the photographer? Is it the dress? Yeah. Is it the floral decor? The location. Is it the location? Is it, what is it? Yeah. Then you can figure out from there. And like you said, your budget too. Right. And talk to those people who are giving you and what are their expectations? And know that the bigger your uh, guest list is, the smaller budget it's going to take. Right. right. It's going to take a bigger budget, you know. Right, right, I think right. we've talked about that before. But right. So those all yeah. things can factor in. Mm-hmm. I had a bride. Oh, I don't know if we're going to tell a horror story. Yeah, I actually have one. I remember. Do one. you? Yeah, it's been a while since I shared one. Well, this is not a horror story. This is just a really, she was like talking about your bride that did the QR code. Uh-huh. How smart is that? Yeah. I had a bride. She got married on a Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really think about it because people pick dates for right. whatever reason. So I figured that date was important to her. She goes, oh, no, that date wasn't important. Yeah. <laughs> I said, okay, why'd you get married on a Wednesday? She said it fit in my budget because my priority was my dress. Yeah. I said, really? She goes, yeah. She goes, I had to have this dress. I've been dreaming of this dress for Uh, a year and a half now. Yeah. The dress was $5,000. Yeah. And that took up a big chunk of Of her budget. budget. But she was okay with getting married on a Wednesday and having a smaller wedding and Doing what she did to make it. And she was so happy because she got everything she wanted. That's awesome. Yeah. So that's a really good lesson. Mm -hmm. You know, you can make it work. Yeah. I mean... You're not going to have everything. No. But you can make it work. Mm -hmm. And she she got everybody she wanted. Everybody. The caterer she wanted, the... Yeah, because who's busy on a Wednesday? Who's busy on a Wednesday? (laughs) And she was smart and figured that out. Mm -hmm. So there you go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what's your story? Well, I had a repeat client, actually. um, Well, that sounds weird. The bride's mom was a client of mine Uh that I did planning and floral for. Okay. And then her other daughters get married. So they came by the other day and we met, did a consult on Friday. So we were like crazy anyways. But she reminded me of this story. And we were, like I said, we did full planning with them. They did not go and try on their bridesmaids' dresses. They were all ordered because they none of them lived here. So they okay. were all ordered based on measurements from where they lived. Okay. So they get to the wedding. They all try them on. Everybody's somewhat fits for the groomsmen. The bridesmaids, all of them do not fit. Some of them were too big. Some of them were too small. They've barely got everybody in the dresses but one bridesmaids i literally joey sewed her into her dress really literally sewed her into her dress i mean so horror story is you need to try those bridesmaids dresses on before yeah before how could they mess myself up if they gave measurements i don't know that i don't understand that either and it that, does all the time it, it happens, happens all the time, time. Mm-hmm. and that's yes yeah i don't care who you give measurements yep. to i don't care how much they measure you guys 
they're going to mess something up. Every time. They're going to send the wrong suit, mm-hmm. the wrong pair of pants, the wrong wedding dresses, yeah. sizes, or whatever, bridesmaids dresses. I think nowadays the best thing to do is order them online ahead yeah. of time. Yeah. And I mean, I hate that mm. because like we just harped on local, but order them locally from where you are from. Right. Because a lot of, you know, wedding dress places carry the same you know, designers. Designers. Same lines. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, pick a designer. Mm-hmm. Tell your bridesmaids this go is, get it. <laughs> go, this is the designer. This is the color. Mm-hmm. I don't care what it, the dress looks yeah. like as long as they're, it's long. I don't care what it looks like otherwise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think yeah. it's great. Mm-hmm. That's that is a, a good horror story. Right. Yeah, I'm glad you know. So everybody was able to stay. All the bridesmaids were still yeah. able to, to we, be in the yeah, wedding. They still walked down the aisle. I mean, she was literally sewed in. Bless her, her heart. Poor baby could not breathe. But so I guess I had to trade some dresses off mm-hmm. since some had bigger mm-hmm. ones. <laughs> yep. I'm sure. Yeah, it is. It's really crazy. All right. There's a, there's a good yeah. little tip, guys. I'm excited about them. They were a great family to work with. That's too, awesome. So I'm excited that I get the opportunity to work with them again. That's when you know you are doing a good job, Danielle, yeah. is well, when you get you. repeat. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've had a family of four girls mm-hmm. and they've all gotten married at the farm. Yeah. You would have thought that one of them right. said, I'm not getting married there. Yeah. Don't want the same. Don't want the thing. same. Yeah. They are all, they've all been so happy yeah. with the service we provide yep. and the vendors that they hire. Yeah. That they, all four girls. Yeah. That, it's awesome. Yeah. It's a testament to you and testament to what we do as well. So. Yeah. And to you too. All right, guys, that wraps it up for tonight. Do we know what we're going to talk to next time? We've got some people lined up. It's just getting, you know, Everybody the schedules here, together. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. hard. We, we really want to talk to somebody in the engagement ring mm-hmm. arena, honeymoon. Yep. Mm-hmm. We still haven't gotten our same-sex couple. Stationary would be nice. Oh, stationary mm-hmm. would be nice. Efficient. Efficient would be nice. So holler at us. Yeah, if you if want something you. in particular for us to talk about. Messages uh, on Pinterest. Yeah. We'd be happy to hear what you would like to hear about. Yeah. All right. Messages. Just let us know. All right. And Sarah, where can we find you at? At birdupfarms.com, on Facebook, Instagram, on TikTok, Queen. uh, What is it? Swan Queen. Swan Queen. Yeah. Yeah. But it's my TikTok's really all about the swans. Yeah. It's not really about the venue. But yeah. And then, yeah, Instagram and on Facebook and all those been, good. Oh, and our website. I'm yeah, sorry. Website. We have a website too, burdockfarms.com. Sorry. Yeah. I've been hanging out on Instagram Reels for a while now. Have you? I like Instagram Reels. Yeah, it's like TikTok, but better. Yeah, it is. I mean, I like TikTok too, but anyways. So, ruffledwillow.com, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Pinterest. We're trying to update that. That's helpful. Danielle does really good on TikTok, folks. If you want to see her florals, seriously, that's a good place to go Thanks. look at her florals. She does a really nice job on TikTok of, of Showing what you can do. Yeah. I like those ones where you speed up. Yeah. The bef- the or the before lapse. or after, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. what it looked like, what it can look like. So that's a great place to go and see your stuff. Thank I think. you. Yeah, Thank I do. Because you're visual. Yeah. Yeah. You're definitely what visual. I do with a visual mm-hmm, craft. For yep. sure. Yeah. yeah. All right, guys. Well, we can't wait to um, talk to you next time and tune in, subscribe, and share it with your friends. Yeah. We appreciate it. All right. Thank you. Take care.